Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. This is your host Rosa and I am here today with my new friend Kim and she has a very special business that I, oh gosh, I hate to call it a business because I just feel like it's a gift to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you have established this mm-hmm. concept of the Huga Gathering. Mm-hmm. And what is this? So it's a passion. Okay. <laughs> if right. you want to use another word. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Rosa, mm-hmm. for having me today. Um, so the Huga Gathering is based on the Danish idea. It's really a lifestyle of Huga. Huga is H-Y-G-G-E. So it's not about sitting around with a hookah pipe? No. Okay. <laughs> no. That's the first reaction like it's everybody hookah. has. Yeah, hookah. Yeah. It's not that. It's huga. So. Okay. Um, it's a way of life uh, for the Danish people in Denmark. And it's really around um, three main core principles of coziness, contentment, and meaningful connection. And the coziness piece really comes in um, as far as setting atmosphere. And yeah. You know, you may start seeing, you know, it's fall now, um, crate and barrel or, you know, emails from Pottery Barn mm-hmm. about how to huga your home. Oh, and they're s- in on it now, huh? Oh, yes, very much. This is how we kind of have Americanized this concept of huga. Mm-hmm. of it's about purchasing cozy blankets and mm-hmm. having all the snuggly socks. But really, huga is much more than that. Oh. And so that's what I focus on at the huga gathering. I really want to create moments of togetherness for people. And you can do that in your home. You can do that with friends and family. And it's approaching life with um, kind of like an openness towards others and inviting them in. And as as, um, one of my favorite writers on Huga says, belonging to the moment and to each other. It's this idea of kind of... Yes, of mm-hmm. like cozy mindfulness for the soul is what mm-hmm. I call it. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Now, how did so do you host events? Do you teach classes? What does this look like for you? Yeah, so um, I do teach a class about it. I teach it on a platform called Motherly. Mm. And so it's a really short class that's only 30 to 40 minutes, and you can learn how you can huga with your own family and really make it part of your lifestyle and share huga. It's really just, a, you know, that posture of welcome mm-hmm. and share that with other people. Mm-hmm. And then I also do local gatherings, as I call them. Mm-hmm. Some people say, oh, you're an event planner. And I mm-hmm. kind of like stiffen mm-hmm. because I feel like event can sound so cold mm-hmm. or manufactured. Mm-hmm. And so I say that I plan cozy, intimate gatherings. Mm. And really that um, that piece of intentionality comes in again about what a gathering is going to look like, um, infusing it with really warmth and heart. Um, I really want people, when they come to a huga gathering experience or if I'm doing um, a private huga gathering for someone, I want them to feel taken care of and I want them to feel like they belong and that they're welcome. Mm-hmm. And what do you provide at one of these uh, gatherings that's not an event? <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a private client, um, you know, meeting with them, finding out what um, they are either gathering for or celebrating, mm-hmm. and then um, anticipating their needs 
and really allowing them to feel held and taken care of so that they can then be present mm-hmm. with their guests. So they're not worried about the details. Exactly. Things like that. But you arrange, if I'm going to quote Hamilton, you arrange the menu, the venue, the seating. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, every time I hear that song now, I think of you. Because yeah. you hosted us at um, a park mm-hmm. in... Um, set up a whole like picnic for us mm-hmm. I, I mean I kind of hate to call it a picnic because oh. I, it felt so like exquisite and um just I don't I want to say exorbitant but that is not the word that I want <laughs> but um you had charcuterie set mm-hmm. up for us we had drink options that were there like all set up in a cooler and we could like you know, refill on our mm-hmm. own so that we weren't like having a private experience where mm-hmm. nobody was like serving us, but it mm-hmm. was all there. Yeah. And we were set, seated out on um, like these nest cushions. Yes. Right? Yeah. Was that the brand? I don't know. They're the but... Nugget Comfort Couch. Okay. And they're actually. <laughs> They're actually children's play furniture. I have some. Did you oh, see did... my pink one when you came oh, in? Oh, I did not. Yes, yes, they were so great for, like, the kids always want to take apart the couch and build mm-hmm. little couch <laughs> forts or whatever. And so I was like, you know, during COVID when we're all locked up in mm-hmm. the house, it's like, here's some extra furniture for your fort, right? <laughs> um, but also, you can use it as seating. And so we did mm-hmm. for that. It was like having those portable couches. Yeah, you know, um, the Hugo Picnic is you know, a gathering just outside. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm very intentional about using is those nugget comfort couches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so maybe this is just me trying to think about what the actual experience is, but a lot of picnics, um, they just do like a simple pillow. Mm-hmm. And I just think, when you're actually sitting there, is that truly comfortable? Uh, literally, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm approaching 40, and <laughs> I would say, like, my um, typical ideal client is uh, a woman that's somewhere in her later 20s, you know, all the way through mid 40s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just kind of you want to feel like you're not thinking about, oh man, this mm-hmm. is uh, not comfortable. And so that's... Also, how am I going to get up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of position am I going to have to yeah. get in in order to get up safely? <laughs> yes. So I started, you know, I started actually with knowing that the Hugo Picnic was going to have the nuggets um, as a feature item because I really wanted my guests to feel comfortable um, and, it, you know, have pillows and they can really like adjust that so that they can focus on really enjoying the moment and the people that they're gathered with. Yes. And you did that for us. It was so special. And we talked for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. and until it got dark and it was so idyllic. And there were even fireflies that came out. Oh, it was perfect. (laughs) I think it was like the spring. So it was like some of the first fireflies of summer. So that was special. But um, you also do indoor events. Yes. Um, Gatherings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about those. So, um, we actually, I I wanted to share with you today, Mm -hmm. we have a dinner experience coming up. Mm -hmm. We're doing, um, one of our first Huga gathering dinner gatherings. Mm -hmm. Um, I just said gathering twice. Sorry. I feel like it's your word. (laughs) It's very on brand for you. You should probably be saying it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so we're doing our first dinner experience. I have uh-huh. actually wanted to do this from the beginning. Yeah. And, um, you know, we went through a time of social distancing. Yeah. And um, so now this is really a season to savor togetherness. And mm-hmm. I have partnered with Allison Suttles. She used to be the executive chef over at Barney. Mm-hmm. And she's actually nominated for a James Beard Award this Ooh. year. And so she is truly... Um, I would say a culinary expert. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she also, um, she sources her ingredients local. And so this is going to be really fresh, mm. seasonal harvest mm-hmm. menu. And we're going to be doing it at the Butcher Rose, which is a somewhat new event space. It's a bed and breakfast. The Butcher Rose. Really beautiful inside and may mm-hmm. have a few surprises in store. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great experience. And, uh, you know, I tell some of my friends, have you ever seen the mini movie Dinner for Schmucks? About I how... <laughs> I guess that needs to go... Does it's that, not going to... Does gonna, that need to no. go on my list? I don't, I don't know. I'm you not might. Sure. But it's yeah. this kind of hilarious... Uh, dinner gathering. Okay. And I think it's Steve Carell that's oh, in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, which you know it's going to be okay. funny. Yep. Um, but he curates this dinner gathering. And so even down to, I try to think of, it's not going to be like dinner for schmucks, <laughs> by the way. If you have seen the movie, <laughs> it'll be the antithesis of yes. dinner for schmucks. <laughs> but um, it is going to be curated with it, you know, uh, where you're seated, it's going to be clustered. You know, they say... And it's not just for women only, this event, no, right? No, yeah. this one's not for women only. It's primarily what I do, focus on women mm-hmm. connecting. But this one's actually mm-hmm. going to be open to, you know, more than just women. Mm-hmm. But, um... I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I distracted you. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I had it, and then I lost it. Yeah. This is what kids it, do It'll be you. the opposite of dinner for schmucks. Yes. Yes. Um, oh. <laughs> dinner so, for classy people. If you've ever read, um, so the most popular book about Huga is called The Little Book of Huga by um, Mike Wiking, and Mm -hmm. he says that the perfect size Huga gathering is three to four people. Okay. And so the dinner experience is going to be seated Mm. in smaller clusters so that you can really get a chance, if you're coming by yourself, Mm -hmm. that you can get a chance to converse with someone new. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're coming with other friends, it's still going to be kept kind of that cozy, mm-hmm. intimate uh, experience. Oh, and at ours, you had, like, conversation mm-hmm. cards. So yeah. is there going to be something like yeah. that? There's going to be some guided, mm-hmm. but not cheesy, um, <laughs> conversation um, pieces. And, you know, one of the things that I suggest to folks when they're coming to a hookah gathering is um, two things. Don't talk about where you went to school mm. and don't talk about what you do mm. professionally. Yeah. And I learned this from a retreat experience mm. I went on a few years ago. And what I found, um, that was one of their, you know, rules mm. is that don't talk about um, what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. And when we sit down sometimes with new people, that can be something that we fall into naturally. Yeah. But what science has shown mm-hmm. is that can put up 
blocks and yeah. barriers for mm-hmm. people to really be able to connect because we're doing two things. We're either deciding what category someone is going to fit in mm-hmm. in our brains, mm-hmm. like what how we're going to box them in, yeah. or they're doing it to us. Mm-hmm. They're saying, oh, I'm trying to size this person up. Mm-hmm. And so... You don't fit in my... Uh, yeah. estimation of somebody that would understand me yes or um someone that I would not normally talk to mm-hmm. and I have to tell you when I experienced this myself that immersive mm-hmm. um <clears throat> you know real hands-on mm-hmm. not talking about that you actually you can feel you know almost like your heart opening up oh. to really connect in more meaningful ways Mm. with folks when you focus on other parts of things to share about yourself and things to be curious about them. Mm -hmm. And so actually that's going to be one of my rules for the evening. (laughs) That's probably really good. I'm a nurse and nurse conversations have a very distinct flavor and that does not usually appeal to People yeah. who are not nurses at a dinner table. Yeah. So. And that's not the whole uh, yeah. of who you are. It's There's so not, much more. In my case, I feel like I strongly identify as mm-hmm. a nurse. But however, um, I see what you're saying because if that's what the conversation's about and somebody doesn't like understand yeah. medical terminology or have that frame of reference, mm-hmm. then that would definitely be a barrier to yeah. us forming a more deep relationship. It's true. And some of... Some of my best friends share the occupation, but then uh, so others of them don't. And we don't talk about work very mm-hmm. much. And if we do, then it doesn't build the connection <laughs> between yeah. us because it's not something we have in common. Yeah. right? So it's a great tip. Just say, okay, this is not your typical conversation. Like yeah. you said, in Louisville, everybody asks, what high school did you go yeah. to? <laughs> <laughs> it's finding ways to relational intimacy. Mm-hmm. And um, before we lived here, um, my husband and I actually met in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, that's where I went to, to undergrad. That's, you know, I'm talking about don't talk about where you <laughs> went to school. But I started my professional career there. Mm-hmm. And being in that D.C. bubble, mm-hmm. the first thing people ask you there mm-hmm. is actually, who do you work for? Mm-hmm. And then it's, yeah. where did you go to school? And yeah. school, they mean, like, college. Yeah. Um, and it is truly there a sizing up mm-hmm. of um, what is going to, will you be advantageous to me? Mm-hmm. Is there advantage to knowing you? Or will it, there be a detraction yeah. to associating <laughs> with you? Are you part of my, my group? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or are you someone that I don't want to be seen with? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Or exactly. Yeah. Are you going to, um, it's kind of like this idea that a lot of people have been talking about lately of othering people, Yes. Of, you know, kind of mm-hmm. putting up these these walls and so in Huga we're all about um this idea of um how do I, think, how do I want to say it equality of mm-hmm. um leveling the playing this, field yeah like an uh, egalitarian approach mm-hmm. of um we're all the same everybody has value everyone yeah. has belonging mm-hmm. and so I really try to embody that with these experiences mm-hmm. and hope that everyone feels like they have a seat at the table that they're welcome mm-hmm. that they are well that they are um invited to show up how they are mm-hmm. and um to truly savor the moment yeah that is so important and um we have done things together with the Louisville mm-hmm. Women Connect group that is a Facebook group that yeah. I'm part of. 
And one of our rules is we don't talk about religion or politics Mm -hmm. in any kind of argumentative way or have events around topics that are controversial Mm -hmm. because the purpose of the group is that connection. Mm -hmm. And if you are saying, okay, well, do you believe and I agree with me on these tenets of my opinion, right? And if you don't, I don't want anything to do with you. Well, let me tell you something. When I moved to Louisville, I thought I had found my tribe because Mm -hmm. I found a bunch of people that agreed with me on the tenets Mm. of faith that I thought were pivotal. So, and then in COVID, none of those people Mm. were part of our lives Mm -hmm. and we didn't miss them. Sure, we agreed with ideals, but we didn't have that connection of doing life together yeah we didn't care about each other really as people and some of my best friends that I developed over that time Mm. were people I disagreed with yeah we had better deeper conversations and we recognized each other's humanity and Mm. um valued each other as people yeah so it didn't even matter that we disagreed or we could respect each other's reasons for disagreeing and that it came from how we were raised or um you know, our exposure to things up until that point and we were able to share our experiences and kind of find some middle ground. And you can't do that if you just are like, oh, no, they don't agree with me, so they don't deserve my time. And so I think creating this space for connection that Mm -hmm. doesn't allow for those upfront barriers helps you really find um, who somebody is as a person. And identify their intention and you're like oh wait this is not this is a loving caring person so if they think differently about this than I do maybe they have a reason for that let's talk about it instead of oh you're stupid because you don't agree with me (laughs) right (laughs) yeah you know it's not about um how we're different and divided Mm -hmm. it's more about what do we have in common and I love what you said about seeing their humanity Mm -hmm. and then them reflecting that back and seeing you Mm -hmm. as a real person Mm -hmm. um you know I think it's sometimes those difficult circumstances Mm -hmm. where these kind of um expose Mm -hmm our relationships and also like our desire Mm -hmm. for that kind of rich relational community. Mm -hmm. I went through that myself with Mm -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. and really taking stock of, yes, I agree with these people maybe about these parts of, you know, my beliefs or opinions, Mm -hmm. but are we deeply connected? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that answer is no. I mean, that's sad. Yeah, and I... Because you want to... You think, oh, we should be connected. Yeah. We should be. Should. Isn't that always a tricky word? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Should. Who says? Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm just thinking out loud, maybe it's could. We could. And having that curiosity Mm -hmm. um, with others Mm -hmm. and thinking, um, how could we be connected instead Mm -hmm. of should. Yeah. So... Maybe we should make that a logo. Maybe we could. How could we be connected? <laughs> Maybe we could. <laughs> How could we connect? Yeah, I love that. Well, yeah. thank you, Kim, so much for coming and sharing your heart with me about the hookah gathering and what you have going on with your gatherings that are not yeah. events. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
have really enjoyed connecting with you over time as we have encountered each other through um, putting on these different things because yeah. I feel like we're working towards the same goal. Yes. Um, and you do it on a much bigger scale than uh, I do. <laughs> well, I didn't know I was supposed to be. I should have been limiting myself to no. four people at a time. Oh, My bad. <laughs> You know, they call Huga socializing for introverts, and I very much identify with that, Mm -hmm. and thank you for what you're doing in our community with linking people um, Mm -hmm. that are interested. You know, Mm -hmm. I know this is the the food review focus, but really, (laughs) it's the people, the stories Mm -hmm. behind that, and Mm -hmm. I love that you see that in Mm -hmm. individuals, and then you kind of like lift that up and shine Mm -hmm. a light on it, so thank you for what you do. you're so welcome and that reminds me of a quote I saw yesterday I was at a taste for life which is a Mm -hmm. mental health fundraiser for um, the restaurant workers Mm -hmm. Um, and it was an Anthony Bourdain quote because it was in his honor he took his life after but he was all about living life to the fullest and so um, one of the quotes that they shared was um, you that you just get to know people really well and make these deep connections mm-hmm. when you share a meal together. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from day one, going out to these restaurants and trying these foods and meeting the people who create them mm-hmm. has always been about the people for me. It's mm-hmm. been about who I'm with or getting to know the people who make it. Yeah. Um, it's really not about the food for me. <laughs> Like, I, I'm kind of a foodie, but I'm more a people-y. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love people more than food. So. You know, they yeah. say um, crackers are a vehicle for chicken salad. Mm. I think the food is mm-hmm. the vehicle for mm-hmm. your connection mm-hmm. with, with others and people. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah. It totally is. And I don't want the food without the people. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I could sit at home and, like, drink a fresca and go to bed. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it really is about the people. So thank you for sharing that with us, too. And if you are not already, dear listener, <laughs> we were talking about Bridgerton earlier before this, um, you should be following the Huga Gathering yes. on Instagram, and you have an email list yes. where people can sign up on your website. Correct. So it's um, com. And you can join our email list. We have, of course, um, the dinner experience. We have um, free resources on there about huga and gatherings. And actually, we're going to be sharing some more as we go into the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Because we can have many different feelings about that. And Mm -hmm. maybe this holiday season is a return to togetherness with people maybe you haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. And what that can look like. And so really preparing um, ourselves first to be able to show up well mm-hmm. in those um so yeah go ahead and join me. I need to learn that from you oh. yeah, I really do we have so much to learn from each other I think yes, we do. yeah we could just you. talk all day <laughs> <laughs> um so follow um Lou food reviews on instagram and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening it's on a lot of different platforms i would love to hear from you where you are listening so um if you're listening to this podcast Uh, If you want to leave me a review there and just let me know your thoughts, I'd really appreciate the feedback. Um, And let me know what you'd like to hear more of as well. Um, Because there are so many people in this Louisville and Kentuckiana community that are making a difference. And I want to find them all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So let me know. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.